Hello, beautiful people. It's Mac. We've recorded this podcast and just doing the editing. And the volume on one of the microphones was a little bit out. Um, the microphone that myself and Jackie were using. So we're going to sound a little bit quieter than Adam, Adam and Buckles. Um, also, Adam's sort of cut in and out a couple of times, but bear with us. We're still early days in this podcast. It was still great fun. We had a good banter, and I hope you enjoy it. Cheers, guys. Is this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter podcast. This is a podcast made by superfans, with superfans, for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me I've got my co-host, Mac. Mac, how you doing, mate? Buckles, my man. Just when you think season 44 is getting good, you know what? <laughs> it's like, how can we ruin the season? They just find new ways to disappoint the fans. What are we, what are we watching? What, what is this crap? Um, we obviously have a lot of thoughts to discuss today, and luckily we have some guests to help us out. And maybe introduce yes. a guest before we start blowing up and ripping this episode too badly. <laughs> Let's not talk about a disappointment just yet. Let's talk about... A, the opposite of a disappointment, something that we're very excited about. We've got Adam Riddle with us. You're the first guest on our American podcast, mate. How are you going? Oh, it's good. Back-to-back return of the Mac. Yeah, um, no, I'm very happy to be here. Um, it's always fun podcasting even bad episodes of Survivor because you can go on a bit of a rant. So I look forward to us kind of ripping into this episode as well. So it's good fun. No, I'm I'm excited to hear your rants. You, you've had great rants on the last podcast you're on, and we're excited to hear them again today. Talking about rants, um, we've got the old ball and chain of Max over here. We got Jackie joining us as well. How are you, Jackie? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you again for having me. I heard the ratings were so high that you had to have me back. had to have you back well no we just thought like the four of us got to share a great viewing party with the australian survivor finale and we had so much fun together we thought we should just keep the party going it's a party in here for sure mate it's it's gonna be chaos with four people but that's all right we'll work through it and uh, there's plenty to talk about like i said Uh, lots going on so let's let's get into it okay guys i've complained enough about matt this season um what have you guys got to say (laughs) <laughs> just throw it out there, leave it open for all of us just to rip into him. Um, wow. Um, look, I'll say something nice about Matt. Um, okay, I'll lead with, like, he seems like a sweet guy. Um, um, good at this, this game? This, 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 is, this so. isn't running long. This is running long. <laughs> look, I, look, Matt, I think Matt will just be remembered as the guy that got you know, horny on the island to be with Franny. I really wish the best for Matt and Franny. I hope they're still together. I hope something good comes out of this uh, season in terms of their relationship. They seem very much in love. But um, otherwise, I mean, it it makes sense that I I think he just was collateral damage here because he was um, on the wrong side of numbers. I don't think there's really anything that he did that was particularly bad. But ultimately, the man... Did a lot of decisions, risked a lot, and ended up with no votes for most of the game. Yeah, the man the man was a cutie, but um, as you said, the only thing that we're going to think about 
him is the Franny relationship, which we all know in this form of Survivor is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's always a dangerous place to be with it, with a you know like a power couple and that, and they're obviously getting seen that way for a little bit of time now. Mm. Um, and I guess that, uh, to me, that's a big part of the reason he was chosen over Yamiam, and just his general connections with Soka, and just sort of he seemed with more people than Yamiam, and I guess. The people that saved Yam Yam, who now voted with him to get Matt out, they're sort of bonded together. So Matt was in a really tough spot. And you know what? Without his bag as well, like, what the hell's this? What are you thinking? That was a silly move. That was, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the move that's wrong. I think, like, production should say, hey, take your bags today. You might need them. Like, it's pretty, I would say, unfair to not have his shot in the dark. Or his, if he had a real idol in that bag, how pissed would you actually be? Oh, for sure. On the, uh, on the whole bag situation, I do think, though, it's kind of an impetus on any player that, like, if you're going to a challenge, you bring your bag no matter what because you just don't know what may happen. And then, and so I think some of that is, like, you know, maybe they should. Uh, but also I think, I mean, ultimately, Matt's probably relieved he didn't play an idol and look like a complete moron and that he twigged on to quite early in the episode that Danny had um, put a pulled a fast one on him. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I did like Matt sort of oh, like listening into conversations and working out and understanding that there was two idols in the bag and working out that he was the second and he was the one that lost it. So uh, like noticing Danny was the one that was sort of sketching out beforehand, which is understandable why I didn't notice it at the time. And I, yeah, like I really liked it. It, it looked like a good thing. Matt was aware. He was, uh, he was aware of his surroundings and he he understood and worked it out. What did you think about him bringing it up with Kane, Jam, Jam, and Brandon? Well, I, I think it was more was it Brandon more bringing it up because Brandon had he was a, the original one to open the birdcage, so he knew there's definitely two idols there. And you could see Matt's face like fully change when Brandon said, "Oh yeah, um, there's two idols, and I took I, I took both or whatever." And you, you saw it on his face instantly. He understood what happened in the moment. Mm. Yeah, but then he brings out and explains to them that he's got the fake idol. So is it obviously gotten around that he has an idol, so now he's just proving to everyone that it's fake? Or was he trying to sort of get trust with these two complete randoms, Kane, Jam Jam, and Brandon? Like, these these three are quite polar opposites when you think of the scheme of things. I was just saying that I think they're different people, but, like, Kane and Brandon have been on the same tribe together. They even voted out Jam Jam. Uh, at the last tribal, like they put votes on Jam Jam, so I do think there is a there is an option there. Uh, I do think a lot of it is just trying to pin stuff on Danny and just try and avert suspicion. Like it is that you know Sandra, anyone but me thing. You are playing the game and you're trying to like pin stuff on other people and be like they're a threat, so you can lower your threat level. Yeah, I actually thought he handled it yeah. fairly well. Like he instantly we see him sort of rally the votes against Danny to say you know Danny's got the real idol. And, you know, if they went to a normal tribal council, which they probably should have at, at Final 11, um, Danny might have actually mm-hmm. been the target. Danny might have been the target. So he, he's, he's done fairly well given his circumstances. It was just, I guess, the split of the tribe has really screwed him over a bit. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, we've t- we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this split very, very shortly, I'm sure. But, Jackie, like... Did you notice anything, any attributes to Matt that were good? That he, he looked like he was starting to get something going after not having voted at all yet this season? Um, 
I don't know. I think, like, when his face did drop and everything, I think maybe he could have, if, if, if we voted with 11, maybe he could have played the card like he actually had the idol and the fake idol, like he had both in the... Um, in his little bag of tricks is like a double bluff, but I don't know if that was ever going to happen. Um, I, I also think if he had his bag, even at even at that tribe of five, right? If he has if he has the the idol, the fake idol, they can't really. Sorry, they have to actually split the vote. And with this whole Heidi thing, which I guess we'll talk about her getting it completely wrong as well. Like he can still bluff that it's a real idol, and they don't know that it's fake. He might assume it's fake, but they don't know. So he could have said, "Look, I have this idol, and I'm going to play it." So. Unless you can split a vote, you're going to have to vote for Yam Yam. And just not having his bag really shot him in the foot because he couldn't shoot himself in the dark. So <laughs> Shoot himself in the dark. Yeah, he couldn't play it. You know? Even if he had that, it's something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before, we, before we get onto the twist, I do want to have a bit of a rant about... Um, so, like, obviously, I pride myself in trying to work through the numbers, try to work out situations... Um, I've been trying to think of a way for Matt to either save himself or hide his advantage to save him. And usually you give me time and a thousand hypotheticals and I'll discover a way to get out of it. Okay. Most of the time, definitely not going to happen, but I'll still think of a way out of it. But I'm fucking stumped. Like this situation was so weighted against Matt. It's a little sad that without a persistent social game, uh, like social magic from the last like two to three days or his bag with his fake idol and his shot in the dark. There was no way out of this. Did anyone see a way out of this? Yes, I did. The love of his life could have saved him. So Franny or immunity, mm-hmm. <clears throat> she could have thrown the challenge because she was up against four other people. She had immunity and then Matt's safe. Brilliant. But she broke his Brilliant. heart. <laughs> she broke his heart. Broke so him. she does that. She pisses off no, but she five other people. She doesn't piss them off, though, because she already had it stacked. She just throws it? Well, she doesn't throw it. She's one against four at that stage, and it was, like, almost certain certain that the purple team were going to win it. Purple team or whatever. You know, the four were going to win it. Yeah. Um, so it was almost certain that I thought Franny was done. So she could have been like, I'm holding on, I'm holding on, and then just... Slid out just thrown it and then she's got immunity so she's safe she hasn't pissed anyone off and she's saved her love of her life it's a bit like Romeo I'll say this no one would have batted an eye looking at Franny like if you told me at the start of the episode that Franny and Brandon were the two I would have said Brandon but I definitely wouldn't have said Franny and I thought that was you know one of the nice moments of the episode is yeah she couldn't believe how well she'd done and she'd done this she was able to secure immunity great moment for her but, yeah, like, the super fan in me looking at her game is like, it is sunk. Like, you, I would do anything to keep my number one. I don't care about these other people. And ultimately, like, if we're replaying this episode and it's Carolyn, Carson, Danny, Franny, Heidi, and Kane, that's like a 3-3 split. I imagine Danny, Franny, and Heidi stick together and they very successfully get rid of someone like Kane, who's who's kind of been bandied around quite a bit, despite maybe not having a few votes on him. You know, even these last two episodes, I've heard his name been bandied around. He's had a bit of a visibility spike. It would have made sense. 
I think it's interesting you say that like Franny's game is sunk now. I actually think it's the opposite. I think not having Matt there, I know she's lost like a vital number and like the one person she can trust completely, but it's really taken the target off her back as this power couple. And I think she has more freedom now to sort of move and do what she wants. Whereas I guess before anything she did, Matt would obviously follow. And it's harder to, I guess, move and like have a fluid gameplay with two people. Whereas when you're by yourself, people are probably a bit more trusting. Definitely, definitely. Like we're finding in this season that like there are couples to a point, but they're not as defined as they have been in seasons in the past. Having Matt and Franny together was going to be a very difficult thing. And we've talked about many times on podcasts how even if you somehow get those two to the end, usually it's the third person that takes the win because you ca- they, they get they cop split votes between them and the third person takes it out for getting there with them. They... It was, Franny was so frustrated and she was put in this position because of how close she was to Matt. This love affair that they were having on the island it put her in this position that she's crying, that she's throbbing and everyone could see this. Everyone could see how close they were and how lovey-dovey they were around camp and knowing that they're always going to vote as a pair. This has completely opened up her game. We've seen Ooh, her... I want to dispute this though because I just, on that point, I feel like... I've not been watching properly, but like I'm not seeing anyone talking confessional about Franny and Matt as a power couple. I just feel like that's what we've been shown, and that's been—I don't want to say shoved down our throats, but like that's been their story that's been shoved down our throats, and so we see it. I don't actually think anyone else has pointed them out as a power couple as much, and even their little rendezvous have always been in secret without people looking or making a comment. So. Maybe that's why I feel like it's it's more detrimental to Franny than like a typical power couple like we've seen, like a like a Sam and Mark from Australian Survivor. Yeah, I'll push back back, back at the Soka camp. Um, there was a whole, before Claire went home when it was just the four of them plus Matt and Franny. There was a conversation saying these two are together. We need to get rid of them. I know that they obviously stayed through that vote, but I think it is pretty well known that those two were a pair. Yeah, we did We did get something from Jamie a few weeks ago where she was trying to push Matt's name on Franny. And they were able to hide it from Jamie, but Jamie had only been there a day or two by this stage when they're having this conversation. So, like, they were able to hide it to a certain point. They obviously wised up, but at the start, it was definitely well known that these are, this is a power couple. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I'll, I'll cop that. I do think Jamie's probably, yeah, it's easy to hide stuff from her. She's not got the best social awareness, whoa, but whoa, whoa. that's another hey, topic for hey, another day. Jamie. <laughs> this is our winner pick now, mate. Oh. <laughs> Jamie winner edit? Oh, look, God, it'd be crazy. I can't, with the necklace, did the necklace say plant mama or something that she yeah. like was wearing? I saw that and I was just like, oh my God, this, she's not my people. Like, I wish her all the best, but she's not someone she's who not I best. could see myself dealing with on the island. Right, we did a whole segment on her last week on the podcast about how she's getting a winner edit, she's got the magic wand, things are happening yeah. for her. So I will I will not co- tolerate that on this podcast, Adam. <laughs> Un- if Jamie has a million fans, I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a, I'm a Jamie highest, fan. Highest Instagram following, so... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Right. As we know, the most followed uh, Instagram uh, people are the best survivor players. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, uh, Jamie, Jamie as an entertainment player, I completely agree. Um, some of her 
awareness, I would not say, is completely up to scratch. Um, as a winner's edit, there, there's definitely traces, but not, not lately. And I guess how she was not really put forward in this episode, in this very small five-person vote-out, uh, five-person options, like, we didn't see a lot of her. Um, definitely takes back from a winner's edit. One person I did want to talk about with a winner's edit is Jam Jam. Um, at the start of the episode, he mentions how scary it is that his name's being brought out because now that means he's an option. He's a, he's a person that people can keep going back to, keep putting votes on without there being too much disharmony in the tribe. Um, I'm seeing him as the biggest winner's edit. I'm seeing other players talk about him, saying how much they love him, saying how much they want to keep him around. Even though I'm not seeing a whole lot of strategic votes, um, I did want a, a strategy from him. I did want to ask, have we seen anyone in the past get votes consistently and then still win the game? Um, I've, I've seen plenty of times on Survivor, like people's names been brought up, but then they never get votes at Tribal and then they go on to win the game. But you're probably right. Like, I think I'd be curious to see if there are stats on, like, who's actually, how many votes people had against them and and uh, then winning the game. Yeah, so I, I went for a bit of a, bit, a bit of a rabbit hole into the internet today. <laughs> and I, I had a look. And I was sort of looking at names. I was looking at, like, your Danny Boatwrights, who was always on the opposition of the numbers, like she was really having to play a social game to get to the end. Your Bob Crowley, who um, was on the the bottom of the numbers very quickly into the merge. Uh, your Fabio, your, even your Marianne, um, I looked up. And people that I actually found that got voted at multiple tribals or multiple tribals in a row. So we had Natalie White who got votes at the t- final 10 and the final nine. So two major votes after the merge. but And she was aimed at, but nothing happened to it. And then she didn't get anything till the end. We had Denise from Survivor Philippines. She got some votes when Jonathan Penner went home. She got the votes at the final five, the votes at the final, a uh, vote at the final four. But altogether, she only got five votes. No one that has won the game has gotten more than six votes against them in a season. And we've already got Jam Jam up to five votes in two consecutive tribal councils. Do we think that this is a reason that he might not win the game? Uh, first off, does Chris Underwood count? I mean, are we going to look at there or are we, we just going <laughs> to... I, I, just, I just shredded him to pieces. I didn't even look at him. <laughs> we don't count if he's injured. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, look, I'm not seeing the uh, winner edit you guys might be seeing. Like, obviously, Yam Yam's a huge character. He's been to the most trouble councils along with Carolyn in the whole game. That's why we see a lot of him because his tribe is in the action of the, of the story. And obviously, his confessionals are gold. Um, so... Whether or not he can win, I don't know. I think he's just a great character, and he's very lovable, and he's he's a cra- like you can tell that they knew he would be a crowd favorite just the way he is, the way he talks. He's got that cool accent, like he's just he's just a lot of fun guys. I think the funny part today was like uh, in the episode was when they're deciding on the new um, the tribe name, and he's like, "Oh, Yam Yam means Survivor in Fijian," and it's like everyone started laughing, and like this is Yam Yam. He's a great character. I don't think he's going to win. I don't, I don't see it to, to be honest. 
One thing about Yam Yam that I find interesting is the is the Yam Yam um, Carolyn relationship. You know, them sort of being at odds to start, um, and then kind of coming together now. And and you really saw it in this vote as well when Carolyn was getting quite emotional at the possibility that Jam Jam might be going. And um, I I feel like I mean I could see they last. Um, you know, Jam Jam, Carson, and Carolyn as those three purples still left in the game. Um, I could see that happening. I could see like, you know, original orange, original green, sort of trying to eat each other back and forth. And then these three kind of rising through the middle um, as like a, a possible final three. But it, yeah, it's, um, I, I do think we're getting a lot of positive Jam Jam content because he's going far. I can definitely see those three going far. I think that they're going to, um, yeah, I think they're just going to swing between the two. And as you said, like the other two uh, tribes eat each other. And then, I don't know, I think they're just going to be this little snake in the grass that pops up and they're at the end. We're just hearing so much great stuff about Jam Jam's social credit. Like just, and we're hearing it from other players. This is what you look for in a winner's edit. You're not just hearing the person say, oh, I'm going to win. You're hearing about everyone else saying how good they are. I just think Yam Yam is just so not threatening as well because he's just this, like, funny guy that he can just turn a serious moment into, like, a laughter and a bit of band. And I just think that it means that, like, to me, I'm like, I want to hang out with someone like you. Like, I think you're just a fun energy. And and I think he deflects any, like, serious threat because, like, he can make a joke out of anything. And I'm like, ah, I like you. I think it's good. I think you're non-threatening and I think you'll go far. He's certainly very yeah. dis- disarming um, in, in the way that he uses the humour. But does he have enough agency in terms of, like, st- strategic moves, like, to make things happen? And I do think you do need to have that agency in this in this sort of new era. I was going to say, in this new era, I feel like who has agency when you can't even vote, right? Like, again, <laughs> and maybe true. that's a lot of the criticism in this new era is that, like, they've been trying to remove a lot of the agency. Oh, your vote is powerful, this, that, the other. Don't risk it. But then they actually really, they do want you to risk it. They just want you to not vote because it's funny or, or because, of, I don't know, it like makes the votes a lot closer than they need to be. Like, I feel like if we're actually looking at, and, and I think we can delve into this, but like why this twist was put in here, like why there was murgatory to begin with as part of the new era. And then now this twist where they split the tribes up again, I do think it's trying to avoid, all of this is about trying to avoid the traditional Survivor series where we see one group of six or seven steamroll their way through to the end and it's just kind of boring to watch. But what I think we're not seeing as a result is, yeah, this like when we get to the end, like who can really argue a lot of agency? You know, you have Erica as a winner arguing about the hourglass and how that was a decision. I'm like, is that much of a decision in terms of like doing what production kind of want you to do in terms of a production twist? Uh, it's, it's a hard one. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I hear you with, with Erica, but I think like a lot of the winners, in the, especially this, well, the, the three we've had, let's go, Erica, Marianne and Gabler, right? They, they sort of, they're not threats at this point of the game. And then in the, like the final six, they make a move and they start doing stuff for like the last three votes. And, and all sort of, all Correct. three of them sort of had similar sort of runs in that way. <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm just, I'm also just thinking like one other thing in this new era of Survivor is as soon as these big players emerge, these Jessies, these Ricards, they play a big move and then they get voted out. And that is one thing that I'm really worried about in this new era 
is we're going to have those beta players, those Marianne's, those Erica's, the Gabler. And because as soon as someone makes a big move, if they're really good at the game, they might survive another move after that big move. But most of the time, they get voted out straight after. And you've got to play that beta game till the final six or seven. Yeah, and I think that comes down to casting as well. Like, there's not enough um, non-fans in the in the in the game anymore. Like, everyone's a super fan, so yeah. anyone that makes a move is then targeted by these other fans who are like, "Oh, they're, they're the threat now." Whereas if we just look at Australian Survivor, the season we just watched, like, there's enough pawns mm. in the game, like Jerry and Matt, who like George can make all these moves, and they're going to stay loyal to him because they can just jump on his back. Whereas everyone, as a super fan, they want to they want to sort of take control and make the move. And they stick their head above the parapet and then it just gets shot off and the next person does it and the next person does it. And it's whoever's left standing at the end. So I think you're absolutely right. What you're pointing out there is this big moves era of Australian, uh, oh, sorry, of American Survivor now uh, is almost impossible to make that big move because you make the big move and then you get voted out. Whereas before, it, you kind of had more room to move. You had more of these players who didn't know what they were doing. So by Jeff trying to make all these super fans unaware of what's coming next, it's almost like the agency and the decision-making around Big Moose has been removed. Yeah, like we see all these tribes of six pre-merge. It's like, how do you make a big move in a tribe of six? Like the first tribal council this season, like three people voted and an idol got played. Like this is not a big move when there's six people. This, this is horrible. And then we get to the mm. merge where like you can maybe make a good move because you can get numbers that people don't know about and there's, there's, all, there's more people to play with. And then they split into two tribes of five and six. And it's like, like, what's the opportunity to actually make a big shift in the game happen? Like, it's hard to do. Yeah, look, I the one thing that is really pissing me off is in season 35, HHH, we have Jeff removing the final four vote and making it five e five. Okay? Back hmm. then... We remove the final four. We don't have the final three vote, okay? And then we've played the last five seasons without a vote of four, a vote of th- a vote between three, mm. okay? And now all we're seeing is a vote between four, a vote between three, a vote between five where one person can't vote, so it's a vote between four. We're not seeing these two one ones. We're not seeing these great big moves. They're all so simplified because there's so much less to play with the, the wiggle room around that is, is you're absolutely right hit the nail on the head there's much less wiggle room to move and it's not as exciting as it used to be because um and it's so funny because i think you can make the argument oh in a in a tribe where there's like 10 or 11 people it might not be that easy to move but that's what we want to see we want to see these people try and influence each other to vote um you know obviously tonight the influence has been even removed from the perspective of the of the Heidi advantage, which I'm sure we'll get in depth on as well. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's a hard one because the balance is clearly off, but how do we and fix it is, is a, is an argument we can make all day. Yeah. I think, I think it just encourages too many safe votes. Like no one's really wanting to risk too much. Like I don't want to, I don't want to vote out an ally of mine, which would be a great big move because there might be a twist tomorrow and I might be stuck with them on another beach and I might need that number. So it's like, you don't want to give up anyone. So you, you're more likely just to go down the line if you have a majority and, and stick with it because it's just too risky not to almost. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think there is that idea of just, you know, just go with what, what's safe and, and what's familiar, even in this case of like these constant swaps or these summits, like it's really panned out for nothing. Like people are still kind of sticking with the devil they know. It, it is going to, like, I think what this end game kind of looks like is a case of green versus orange with purple somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I think, you know, I think Adam, when you were saying before that they're splitting the tribe so that it's not just like, 5v6 but I feel like because everyone's just sticking with the devil they know as you said it actually is still the initial tribes that they were in so there's no one Mm -hmm. there's no one flipping because they don't know what's coming tomorrow whereas when it was like 5v6 and someone's not happy with this group there is more swing votes or in between votes or I think it's now it's just um yeah you are staying with your initial tribe because you just don't know what the advantage or disadvantage will be tomorrow yeah, look, um, Adam, your your favourite player, Stephen Fishback, brought to us in <laughs> season thirty-one. He brought to us voting blocks, and Love it. we can even say that voting blocks has expanded since then. Mm. And those voting blocks happened in those nines, those tens, those elevens. Yes, that first vote, that stupid first merge vote, usually was seven v six or. 8v5 or something, some stupid number like that that they're trying to get clear of. But that next vote after that was 9v2. And then the vote after that was 3-3-2. And then blah, blah, blah. It just keeps going down the line. We've evolved more than this basic alliance thing. And it's almost like this new style of play is forcing the players to go back to the old days, to go back to alliances. Exactly, exactly right. It, 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 the alliances seem much less fluid than they used to be because people just, there's too many shocks, there's too many aftershocks in the game and players, if there's too many shocks as a fan, they're adjusting and they're saying, well, I just got, I just have to play it safe. So it's funny that Jeff's obsession with big moves is almost creating safer moves. Exactly. Like, look at tonight's vote. I mean, look at look at the vote that we have just watched. Okay, you can't say that the safest and smartest move was Matt. Well, it's, it's, if not Matt, who's the smartest and safest? Yam Yam. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, there's there's no there's no one else. Yam Yam has no allies. He's known to be with Carolina Carson to a point, and even Carson's been with Rotu for the last who knows how many days. Okay, there is, it's a clear, smart, like there's no, there's no other choice. You vote out Matt. Unless you're voting out one of yourself, which you're not voting out Jam Jam, you're voting out Matt. Yeah, I, I would argue that Matt was the better move, and I guess the bigger move than, than Yam Yam. Yam Yam is, you know, on the bottom, we sort of seen him take votes and that. So maybe this is as good as a big move gets, you know, in, in this, in this sort of twist. Because Matt has alliances, he's part of, you know, a bigger alliance, he's got Franny, and he's got, I guess, people underneath that as well. So, Yam Yam sort of is a bit more isolated, so he would be like the quote-unquote easy vote. So, yeah, I mean, this is, I guess this is considered a big move in the end. I definitely think that Matt was the right vote because they can, like, scoop up uh, Yam Yam and now he may work with them versus Matt, as you said, that's already got his alliances. No, look, I, I completely agree. Look, if, if we were going for big moves, Lauren's obviously the big move. She's got the extra vote. Um, but it's a stupid move for Brandon and Jamie. 
They've got Lauren in their back pocket. They've got an extra vote in their back pocket for the time being. Matt was the right move. This for this is forced by this stupid bloody twist. Okay, let's rip into it, guys. I've 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 tried to keep us calm for as long as possible. Let's get into it and talk about how stupid this twist was. Which one? <laughs> the controller vote, the, the tribe split. What are we talking about here? Well, no, I, I really just like the keys, like them just running around and it's just the luck of the draw, like how many keys can you get into this hole? And <laughs> even then, even hopefully one of them, even if you get seven keys and someone else gets two, they've still got a better chance than you. I actually tried to tally it and I've got, I got to over 10 and then I couldn't really tell anymore after that. So there's quite a few keys scattered around. It would have been a bit of fun, but it's like... Is this what we want to see people doing? Like just chasing keys and, you know, for this controller vote, which is a horrible name because you know what it is? It's called the Steeler vote. We've had this before. We've had this before. Yeah, yeah. But it's controlling because you can't vote. That's maybe the difference, right? Steal a vote with safety without, uh, safety with power? It's safety with power. Safety with power. It's immunity. Love it. It's safety with power. That's it. Why don't they just it's say, the safety oh, with would, would it be more fun to say, Heidi, you, you're now immune, but you can go vote with them and add another vote to the to the you know, to the to the the group? Wouldn't it be more intriguing that way? Mate, that would have been awesome. That brings up an option for Yam Yam and Matt yeah. to even, to possibly even go to rocks with each other. Yeah. With like bring Heidi over, chuck her with them, and let them know that there's this power. It gives Jam Jam an option to do something, right? Can I say this on the Heidi thing? Because I still think, like, yes, it was. we can talk about how it was a bad twist. But, like, let's ultimately look at it from, like, okay, so let's say you've got that option. She should have literally, like, and I know I'm curious to see how much of the rules were forced on her, like, she couldn't talk, right? But when she's giving out the option to say who she wants to vote the way that she wants, she could have then said, I want to force a tie I'm taking uh, Lauren's vote. I want Lauren to vote for um, Jamie uh, or Brandon, whoever was free. It wasn't Brandon, Jamie. And then say, I I want that and say to Matt and Yam Yam, vote for Jamie and actually make that play against Ratu. Like, I I think, again, talking about playing it safe, Heidi really played it safe here by going after Yam Yam and, and for no reason, ultimately, it was, it was a wasted advantage. Yeah, I, I originally thought that as well. But then when you say that, right, so let's say that she's taken Lauren's vote, put it on Jamie, then there could still be a 3-3 three, because three Lauren has the extra vote. So Jamie, Lauren's extra vote, and Brandon could also vote three strong. So on the re-vote, Yam Yam and Matt, sorry, Jamie and Matt wouldn't vote. No, no, so we'll go to Rocks, I suppose, yeah. So yeah, so go, go to Rocks. Yeah. Again, that's a big move. Go to Rocks. like. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Sorry, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah that is true. Go to Rocks. Think about it, Jamie, um, it's a, it'll be a different rock situation uncompared un- to like anything we've seen. If we game this out, Heidi, by virtue of being immune, Safety is with removed power. from the rock draw. <laughs> and then if it's Yam Yam and someone else, then it becomes, a, a, and Brandon's got immunity, it then becomes a, like a one in three between like, I want to say, Jamie, Lauren, and became, either Yam Yam or no, Matt. No, it, be, so, it becomes one in two. So... Say, say, uh, so Heidi stands up. She says, mm. okay, let's, uh, I'm stealing Lauren's vote. I'm voting for Jamie. Jam, uh, Jam Jam and Matt vote with me. So, okay. They vote for Jamie. 
Jamie, Brandon, and Lauren uses her extra vote to vote for Matt, which is the original target. Okay. 3-3. Same thing happens on the revote. Matt is then immune. Heidi's not even in this because of safety with hmm. power. Brandon's got immunity. Jamie's now immune. And Rox goes between Lauren and Jam Jam. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. So what's Heidi thinking? Like, why wouldn't you do that? Heidi, Heidi's, Heidi's, <laughs> Heidi plays it safe. She's straight, she's a straight up person that we've seen from the, um, oh, who got voted out that long ago of Soka. I don't remember. Uh, who cares? She's straight up boring. Let's be honest. Like this is proof of concept that she's a boring player. And I think if Heidi somehow miracle makes it to the end, she's got no case. She's a, Zero vote getter. Anyway, like that's <laughs> Heidi for the win. Let's just say this is not a Heidi, 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 high moment for Heidi. Heidi, <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh no. That, <laughs> that That's the, um, he wants the uh, name of the episode. Heidi, <laughs> 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 oh no. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, so we've put it on the advantage. We've put it on Heidi's choice and how she played this, which we can all agree she played it wrong. We're in the final 11. It's an odd vote. We like odd votes. Odd votes are always better than even votes because you've got more to play with. One person could change it. What are your thoughts on this twist in general? Here's what I'll say, just quickly on that. I'll, just, I'll wrap it up. I feel like yeah. why do this when we did this last episode? Like... Just, just the ridiculousness of looking at the vote chart on, you know, on some other wiki or on the Wikipedia page and seeing six people get immunity and again another six, one person get immunity and safety without power. It's like it's too many people being safe in quick succession after each other. It's like I don't watch Survivor to see people be safe. Immunity is there as like a one-off. Immunity is meant to be like special or hard to find not something you get by the luck of the draw every now and then. And it seems like back-to-back, fundamentally, that's the wrong thing with this twist. I I don't think we'll see it again. I think, hopefully, there'll be enough... uh, There'll be enough tweets. uh, Yes. There'll (laughs) be enough hate tweets at Jeff Probes that this never gets used again. Well, did you hear Franny's tweet? Franny's tweet on the show. She's bloody like, she wishes... She was on the chopping block, block and at least had her vote because she's just here powerless watching Matt fight for his life. And this is why I don't understand when she said that. She could have made that happen, though. That's what I think. That's what I think this 11, 5 and 5 and 1 in the middle, I think that's what production was trying to do. If there was anyone that needed saving, someone on the other side could save them. In Franny's defence... Um, I think the offer of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was better than Matt. Wow. <laughs> oh, burn. Burn. <laughs> maybe she's like, I've had enough of this guy like we all have, because I don't like Matt either. Maybe it's just for the breakup. Maybe yeah. just, she just wanted to let him down. How she am I going to ditch this loser? Yeah. I'll just let him leave. She knew she'd get Ethiopian with him after. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Apparently they're still together today, so that is some news that Lovely. I heard today. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Yeah, I did go to Ethiopian. <laughs> uh, last, last thing on this whole thing, I found this ridiculous from Jeff. At the end of the challenge, he's like, "Okay, you've won group immunity. We've never had that before." And I'm thinking, Jeff, this happens every season. It's called pre-merge. It's called tribal immunity. That's what they want. 
Oh, so true. <laughs> do you think Jeff sits down? I do think Jeff gets a bit of a fetish of like saying the we've never had that happen before because oh, that's how he thinks in. He loves that line because he thinks that's how it keeps it fresh. And I'm like, no, just because something never happened doesn't mean that it should happen. If you yeah. rename everything, then it will never have happened before. So that's what his plan is. It's definitely a fret fetish. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, all right, let's, let's... The, immunity idol, the immunity idol will be called Safety with Powder Idol. Like safety with powder. That's going to be the new name. Safety with powder. Buckles, he's going to listen to this podcast. He likes what your branding is. That's the new immunity necklace now. For sure. No one's safety with powder. <laughs> Mate, that just goes straight up the nose. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, okay, okay. No, before before we get completely off this, I did want to talk about the differences in Yam Yam and uh, Jam Jam and Matt's uh, their scrambling. Okay. Um, I know, I know I've just ruined the banter and turn for this, but I really, Matt's there conveying loyalty. He's conveying the willingness to work with the row two members. Um, whereas you've got Jam Jam whispering into Lauren's ear, Oh, Danny's after you because you got the extra vote. Matt's working with Danny. We should get Matt. What are your thoughts on this differences? I, th- I think there's a huge difference. I think, um, the yeah, Amian's offering information, which is the currency of the game, whereas Matt is really offering sweet nothings because I'm on the chopping block and I need your vote, so I'm just going to tell you what you need to hear. Whereas at least the yeah, Amian, like, it's it's some sort of... Whether it's true or not, it's hard to verify, but it's some sort of information which maybe Lauren can use. So that's the difference. I, I feel like you'd rather that... And you don't... You'd rather someone with less allies being on your side because... They have less options, right? So they've, they've done this vote on Matt, and now they've had this... We voted together. Now we might be half together at least and have something going forward. Yeah, I think they knew. I think they saw right through Matt. And, I mean, Matt did the argument as best he could. I actually thought he argued pretty well. But, like, ultimately, you're going to look at him and you're just going to be like, you are just going to run back to the, the Danny, Franny, Heidi group and, uh, and go from there. Yeah, uh, definitely. Now, um, some, some major... Points and we seem to talk about this every time Adam's on the tr- merged tribe name. Va va. Va va voom. Va va That's immediately where my went. My, or, or like a vovo, iced vovo. Um, those are the two ways my mind went. Um, va va. I look, I like it. I like it. Um, it's just as bland as what what it means, which is forty four. So it works. <laughs> it's bland. It matches the season. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think of it? Maybe they're just like copying what Survivor's doing, and instead of naming, yeah, they don't name the seasons anymore. They just do the forty four, forty three, etc. Yeah, Maybe next on? season they'll just name it the forty five in like, Fiji, yeah, yeah. which we would be Vavi. Yeah, exactly. Vavi. Yeah. yeah, just to be as bland as we can. No yeah. imagination. Well, it should, well, because so- I feel like we've had a Ratu, a Soka, a, a Taku, like, like again, like it is like these four letter Fijian words all kind of emerged in my mind now. Uh, and I much prefer that to at least like, again, no, uh, like America will, you know, will fire. America! Them, uh, but I feel you know, like so, uh, besides yeah. a four letter name, because they're just all too similar. I get confused. I need like I get confused not too. America, but I need like, I don't know something else that's not. I think I think the best option was what Yam Yam said and just name it Yam Yam. Like <laughs> who's not for that? 
talking about a four-letter word that we're going to get confused about in the future, we have M-A-T-T. Let's let's rank him, guys. I was like, I was where? like what? Where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many players named Matt. Um, so, <laughs> you've asking me to rank him in the in the in the pantheon of Matt. He's Mate, here, but <laughs> he's loved here. No, let's rank him as a player. We've already talked about how we t- we weren't the biggest fans of his gameplay. The truth is, the guy didn't vote till he was voted out. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, look, I didn't love Matt. We discussed it. I just, I just, he's not, just didn't like him. Didn't vibe with him. And that's fine. I don't have to like everyone. In terms of his gameplay, look, he got a little bit screwed. Let's be honest. That first journey, it wasn't his choice to risk a vote. It was just pretty much, you must put your hand in the, in the pot. And he, he pulled up, uh, two, two no votes. So on the, immediately on the back foot, it's hard, it's a hard position to recover from. And he probably would have been okay if not for another twist that screwed him. So, He's just a victim of the whole new era, super twists, like constant changing of things. And in another season, he seemed to be pretty well liked and he might have gone a lot further. Um, yeah, that's probably it for me. As a character, he was he was cute as a button. Uh, he's definitely... Memorable moment is definitely Matt and Franny. So are we calling them Manny or are we calling them Fat with two Ts? Fat with two T's. No, well, the thing is, I heard, Matt, I heard Matt's exit interview, and he, he liked uh, Frathew, which I thought was good too. Frathew. <laughs> Frathew. That's actually, I really enjoy that. It was, it was also Frankenship, which is his last name. and Fra- Blankenship's his last name, and then Franny, so they're calling him Frankenship. Frankenship. Yeah. I like Frankenship too. It, it reminds me of like a, yeah, uh, you know, coupling in a lot of TV shows, they'd say, I ship that. So, yeah, I ship sort of thing, yeah. Frankenship. Yeah. Um, how do you rank him as a player, Jackie? I actually, like, I, I, yeah, I think he got screwed this season, but I think if he was, like, I think he's a bit bland, but because he is a bit bland and a bit boring, I think he actually could have floated under the radar in, in, in another season if he wasn't teamed up in a power couple, if he didn't fall in love on the island, like Love Island. Um, I think he actually could have done okay. I think he was just, he's, he was non-threatening, but because he got himself into a power couple, um, little bit of romance, that's, was part of his undoing. Um, yeah, but yeah, he wasn't really my vibe to be honest. He was a bit boring. So nice guy. But Will he return? Uh, no. Uh, maybe, no. maybe he might be. Him and Franny might be on another TV show, like a little bit of Amazing Race, like Robin Amber. Yeah, I could say that. Um, I think those two will be back in something, but I don't think they'll be back in Survivor. Maybe just like a ma- married at Survivor. <laughs> married at Survivor. Can I, can I actually ask a question? I don't watch a lot of reality TV, and obviously Survivor players in the past, they're universal, they're usually very... Um, they're very entertaining, etc. This new era, we're obviously getting the super fans. We're not exactly picking people with huge followings on Instagram, etc. Um, you know that when Jamie's got the biggest following so far. <laughs> but are these other players going on other shows? Like we saw Danny, didn't he win? Was it the challenge? Yeah, yes, challenge. Danny's going on the challenge. And yeah. Have going we seen it? Yeah. Have we seen anything else, like anyone come onto anything else since? 
say in the CBS uh, realm of things, like there's really not many other options. Like you either go on the Challenge USA now, which is a new pipeline, or you go on. There's no one, no Survivor players ever played Big Brother after the fact. I mean, obviously we've had Hayden play Blood versus Water after he won Big Brother. Hayden Moss, and he did a great job on Survivor. I actually it thought he's yeah. quite a good character. Uh, but I do think I would love to see someone make the transition and, and play all three. Um, and, um, you know, I think the one that should do it is Rachel Riley, who's played Big Brother a few times and Amazing Race a few times. I think she'd be great on Survivor. But, yeah, I, I do think we've moved on maybe since since the new era. There's not this um, urge to see a lot of players come back, right? I mean, we may see Bruce play again. I know that uh, the cast for 45 have now flown out um, and there's rumours that Bruce might be playing again. But I don't think we're going to see another returning season for quite some time, unfortunately. No, I think hopefully they the, the next returnee will include, like, the 30s. Like, we had game changers. And pretty much since then, we had, what, four people in Edge of Extinction and then obviously winners at war. But, like, all those people through, like, Millennials, Gen X, David Goliath, they haven't really had, like, the good seasons of the 30s, haven't really had a whole lot of chance to come back yet. So hopefully they include those people as well as the new era players. Or it could be, like, a new era versus old era. And maybe this is some off-season coverage we could do, Buckles, of picking our team sort of thing. That could be a bit of fun. Um, but hopefully, yeah. like, I, I imagine Jonathan is a certainty to come back one day. Someone like Cody, uh, Marianne, like, we're going to see these players again. There's no doubt. Jesse, uh, from this season, I mean, probably, Carolyn and Yamian probably. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, I wouldn't say, like, anytime soon. Maybe season 50 is the next one. I don't know. All right. Anyway, let's... Um... Unfortunately, yeah, that's just something that just really got me thinking because we have such a... Like, these players are Survivor fans, and I'm just wondering, seeing them spill into other things like the challenge, etc., I just I was just wondering if you knew anything coming up for those. But no. it's also been pretty recent. Like, these last three seasons have been done in, the, like a, in a, less than a year and a half so far. Okay, let's move on to Buckle's buff of the episode. Adam, who you got, mate? Who's your buff go to? So, yeah, so I'm going to give it to Lauren because I think for me, she, uh, you know, didn't play her extra vote. She was, um, you know, pretty much driving the decision to for Matt to go home. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really hard in these small configurations, but I guess she gets a lot of the credit for not wasting an advantage. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. What are your thoughts, Jackie? Um, I'm going to give mine to Yam Yam. I think he scrambled his way well out of being, well, he was on the chopping block and I think he diverted it onto Matt quite well by giving a bit of knowledge, a little bit of information and a little bit of humor. So that's where I'm going. <laughs> and you, Mac? Yeah, I've also gone uh, Jam Jam. Uh, we start the episode with him. He's sort of been, he's got votes against him. He comes back and he's like, I love you guys. I love it, all of you. Don't worry about it, which is a really good way to um, come back from a vote. You don't want to be get personal. You just want to say, yeah, it's fine. It's part of the game. So you, you don't dwell on it. You move on. He's done that really well. He's charming everyone. He's laughing. He's having a good time. And then, yeah, he's gone to this, this, this split tribe and he's somehow managed to survive it, whether or not he... It was more him or the other players who voted. It doesn't really matter. The fact is he, he survives in a tough situation and he lives to fight another day. So mine goes to Jam Jam. And mine goes to Jam Jam as well um, for everything that you guys have just said. 
I can't I can't change my mind on that. I think, yeah, as you said, he was vulnerable. Uh, he got some votes last episode. He was going to get votes this episode. The votes weren't on him. The major, majority of votes weren't on him. And some could say it was because of his position. Some could say it was because of his social game. Okay, so on this leaderboard, we have Matthew Leaves on one. Also with one, Josh Leaves. Heidi, Danny, and Lauren. Lauren's just jumped up to one. We've got Kane on three. Caroline on three. And Jam Jam jumps to first place on five. Yeah, boy. Is that that winner edit he's getting, perhaps, eh? That's that's the winner edit he's getting. Even though I got three of them today. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you have four people on a podcast, you're gonna have more buffs to give out. So, yeah. talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He did get lucky. Speaking of speaking of luck being on his side, he got lucky with the with the yeah with the numbers. We did. I'm <laughs> um, talking about luck. We ha- we were lucky to have the presence of the great Adam Ritter on tonight. And the great Jackie Mackey. How do you say it? Macri. Wow. <laughs> Macri. <laughs> and, the great, and the great Jackie Macri. She's so great, I don't even know how to say her surname. <laughs> I don't know how to say your surname, mate. Yeah, don't call you Mac. <laughs> That's it. That's your, but you had it originally, I'm guessing. <laughs> that is true, yes. I'm the, I'm the OG. I'm the OG. You're the, the OG. No, um, guys, it's been great having you on. It's a pleasure, guys. Um, yeah, I, I always love talking about it. Like I said, it, even bad episodes, it's fun to just sort of shoot the breeze and talk about it and, and talk philosophically about the game because, you know, uh, this is what we what we come to Survivor for. It's that community um, that's unlike any other fan community I've ever experienced. No, definitely, definitely. And the one good thing about this experiment of having the four of us on, us jumping over each other, the magic of editing. <laughs> Yes, this will be a joy for love. me for the next couple of hours to sort this rubbish out and turn it into a good podcast. So I look forward to that. Um, I'm going to do Buckle's job for him. Adam, I heard you've got something exciting coming up next week. Can you tell the listeners about that? Yeah, um, so I'm going to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Hot Seat. Um, so the, one of the great game shows that I've watched uh, for many years, it was a dream of mine to be on it, so I applied and... Uh, Filmed the episode two months ago, and um, yeah, it's going this Thursday at five o'clock at the right time, just when you're leaving work. So literally uh, work from home that day and turn it on and watch me give it a go. Any spoilers for the for listeners, Adam? Well, I think it's good TV, and I think <laughs> I will say this. It's a better hour of television, having lived it, than the hour you just watched on the show <laughs> Survivor this week. <laughs> So I, that's a guarantee. If that's, that's, not a, if, that's a money back guarantee. <laughs> Done. I, I can't wait to watch that, Adam. It's going to be cool seeing uh, how smart you are outside of the game of Survivor, some could say. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't a, a quiz about Survivor, which actually I probably wouldn't do that good at. But we did. Um, no, You forgot we, to mention we, we got second it. place on trivia. We yeah. did smash it. Yeah, we smashed it. No, the we other thing got this that shit. let us down was Sneaky Stevie. Yeah. Oh, bloody Stevie. Not knowing his <laughs> own season. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a good idea, but no. Nah. Um, anyway, Jackie, what do you got going on? Um, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I can't really top who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> what shows you on this week? Uh, <laughs> 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 
The game of life. That's the, that's the greatest show of them all. You're the most entertaining. How did I marry this boring person? She's not even on TV this week. What? I'm going to have to listen to this podcast. I'm, to hear I'm, I'm guessing she's the most entertaining thing Lily gets to see. I'm no doubt there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> hey, this, I'm boring because I have to go on shows to have interesting facts about me because I don't have a partner. So, I mean, that's, that's why I do this crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, well then I bet well then uh, next week you'll see me on alone <laughs> I'm joking I'd love to see you on alone oh that'd be so good buckle uh, um, yeah that's actually starting soon ain't it that's supposed to be really well, it started, good I've heard it? good reviews on yeah. that it's on SBS um, people are talking, yeah. talking it up big time big time yeah. okay well we're on channel 10 at the moment talking about channel 10 what do you got going on Mac <laughs> I'm not sure how that's a good segue, but I'll, I'll roll with it. Um, don't have much on this weekend. Soccer season started. We've actually got a buy this week, round two buy. Guaranteed so, points. So, yeah, guaranteed <laughs> points. Uh, so, really, we love that. The weekend. Uh, we're going to the Sydney FC game on Sunday, and that's the whole weekend. So, pretty cruisy, pretty quiet. Uh, what about yourself, Buckles? Mate, I've never got anything going on. However, I am going to Adelaide for, what is it? What is it? Spilt milk? No. Groove in the Moo, that's the one. Oh, nice. So they're, they're, they all sound they all sound the same. They're all... Anyway. Uh, my all friend got me related. tickets. <laughs> they're all dairy-related. When's that? Um, uh, that's next Friday. So I don't know how we're going to work that. <laughs> we'll work that out. Are you having another Or I'm going to be right? very, very drunk. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll just do it. We'll do it Saturday morning. Um, but anyway, and uh, everyone, if you've survived this long... Please catch us on Facebook at Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter. Get us on Instagram, which is being run perfectly, I must say now, um, by the great Jackie. It's Survivor underscore 3BS, and then the Twitter at Survivor 3BS. Don't forget to catch Adam on Hot Seat next Thursday at 5 o'clock. Also, get him on Twitter at... Where are you at, Adam? I'm at Adam Ritter, A-D-A-M-R-I-D-A. Yeah, don't forget to get him. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye, guys. Is this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.